This is Shine On, the health and happiness show, with new episodes every week on how to live well. Shine On is heard all over the world as a podcast, but it's heard first on the radio in New York's Hudson Valley. Hi, it's Casey shining on with today's dose of health and happiness. Thank you so much for tuning in today. How's your cognitive reserve? You can improve your cognitive reserve, your brain power, by learning another code. Oh, sure, you know lots of codes. Dr. Viorica Marian from Moldova would love us to learn another language to help our brains. And she reminds us that reading music is a code, poetry is a code, and so is math. Math is a code, is a symbolic system. It allows us to encode really complex information into symbolic notation that has allowed humanity to advance in extraordinary ways. With each new language you learn, you acquire this new way to communicate and enrich your cognitive functions. Would you say that texting or using abbreviations and things like that, modern slang, is that a code too? It is a code, and uh, it's a relatively new code that we've been using, so we don't yet have a really complex, full, complete understanding of how it changes our brains and what it does, how it impacts our attention. There is some research on that. We do know, however, that engaging in rich linguistic communication is really good for us in various ways. So if I'm good at math, if I can speak a couple of languages, how am I better equipped than someone who has fewer codes? There are so many consequences to learning another language and to having multiple codes of communication. I will give you one example that many people are not familiar with, and that is the protection it offers against some of the cognitive decline that is frequently seen with aging and that is characteristic of Alzheimer's and other types of dementia. People who speak two or more languages uh, develop Alzheimer's and dementias on average four to six years later than people who only speak one language. At the national level, if you look at countries that are bilingual or multilingual, the incidence of Alzheimer's is lower in countries where two or more languages are spoken compared to monolingual countries. To the extent that there, there is a direct correlation between the number of languages spoken in the country and the incidence of dementia. So because our brain engages in this cognitively stimulating workouts, it's like exercise for your brain. We know of nothing else except for physical exercise that offer benefits of that magnitude to our brain. So uh, as of now, there is no cure for dementia and Alzheimer's, but we do know that some lifestyle variables like exercise, education, some nutrition perhaps offer some protective benefits. Well, it turns out that knowing two or more languages is as powerful as exercise because it's a form of exercise for your brain. One example that might help your audience understand that is to think about taking a certain road home every day for many years. Let's say you go to work, you go shopping, you go to the bank, wherever you may go, you take this road to reach your home. And then one day you discover that that road has collapsed. Well, if there are other roads that have been built over time to your house, then you just reroute and you are able to reach your destination without any problems. But if that is the only road home that has been built over time or the only road that you know of, then you have a problem. In the same way for your brain, 
if an area of your brain has been impacted by disease, by a stroke, by any kind of a, a neurogenic disorder, for example, knowing two or more languages has made it possible to build this connectivity across other memories and experiences that you've accumulated over a lifespan of using multiple languages that now allow you to functionally compensate for the anatomical deterioration in your brain. This is known as cognitive reserve or neural reserve. And bilinguals and multilinguals have more of that, more cognitive reserve and more neural reserve that enables them to cope better with the negative impacts that our brain experience from disease or even stress, extreme stress, for example. How many languages do you speak, doctor? So I grew up with uh, Romanian as my native language um, and then Russian as the official language on the territory of the country. I'm from Moldova, which is a small country between Ukraine and Romania. I learned English later in life. English is my third language. And then I've learned a smattering of other languages that I'm not as fluent in, but that I use in my research to study speakers of those languages. So are you encouraging us to learn another language? Absolutely. It is never too early or too late to start learning another language. It can even be fun if you choose a language that you are interested in and enjoy and learn it in a way that's fun for you. There are so many different ways to learn languages. And you will start to re-benefit very quickly within weeks or months. There is uh, data showing that your brain changes within three months of learning another language. That's Dr. Viorica Marian of Moldova. She wrote the book, The Power of Language, How the Codes We Use to Think, Speak, and Live Transform Our Minds. So think about that. If we just took the summer to study a new language... We'd make changes in our brain. We'd improve our cognitive reserve. I'll take the challenge. We could spend the summer learning another language. Let's talk about that. Right now, we're going to talk about ways to improve our divine lifestyles. There's a wealth of healthy information waiting for you at divinelifestyles.com. It's curated by Tara Magalski. Tara is a holistic health coach specializing in breath work and plant medicine. Tara hosts retreats both here in the Hudson Valley and in Mexico. And she runs an online Divine Lifestyles Collective that can help put you in touch with affordable practitioners to help awaken spirit, mind, and body. And what's remarkable about her work is it all came to her in an instant. Sometimes in our darkest hour, we can be given the beautiful gift of what to do next. And Tara can explain best the birth of Divine Lifestyles. Divine Lifestyles is actually something, I do want to start with this, it's something that I was given to me in a very, very deep spiritual moment in 2008 after my mother passed away. I was at a really traumatic time in my life. She passed away um, suddenly, and I was really looking for my purpose and really looking for what it is I was supposed to do in the world, because I felt at that time that if I, God, if you don't tell me what it is that I'm here to do and what my soul's purpose is, I don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. And at the very, very moment is when I was on my hands and knees in the Lower East Side on my New York City apartment that I felt like my first spiritual awakening where I felt God and like spirit encapsulating me and holding me with love. And I heard the download, Divine Lifestyle. Now, I had no idea what that meant. So I started my company at that time as a health and life coach, and I continued on to build that, help people lose weight and help them, you know, dive into their their soul's purpose and what they're here to do and rediscover, you know, their soul's blueprint. Divine Lifestyles has become so much more than that now. It's really become a soulful journey and a way of life. 
I have used the past 15 years to really rediscover what is divine lifestyle. And for me, it is a remembrance of one's true essence. That is the, the easiest way I can say it. There's lots of different things that I do with Divine Lifestyles, from workshops to the online collective to my retreats, from my gatherings, from the products and all of that. But really, Divine Lifestyles is remembering one's true essence. How did you go from, you know, being on your knees in your New York City apartment and not knowing your purpose to teaching other people what their purpose is? Yeah, well, it's been it's been a journey to say, you know, it's been years and years of discovering who I am, um, what I'm here to do, what my gifts are. And it's been a journey. Like I said, it's been about 15 years. But what I started to do immediately was start studying. I started studying. I started diving in. I started doing breath work, meditation, yoga, um, going on retreats to really, really figure out what it is was authentically aligned for me, like what was moving through me, what needed to come through me, and what gifts and talents and things that I feel like I need to share and express. It started out by going back to school um, and studying, and that's where I got my degree in nutrition and coaching was back in 2009 at IIN and then it just it's been a it's been a long journey of always adding to my toolbox of um of things that I can offer people and a lot of the stuff that I share is is and I teach is based on my own personal experience so what I've learned what's worked for me and you know sharing that with others to implement in their life what are some of your daily practices Oh, goodness. Today was a beautiful day. I started my morning with 35-minute Dr. Joe Dispenza meditation. So my absolute must every day is breathwork meditation and some sort of mindful movement. I try to add in some daily affirmations because I think that that's really important. But if I can't get to that in the morning, I'll try and do that in the evening. And I start my day with breathwork. I'm a, my husband and I are trained under um, Alchemy Art of Rewire. It's a breathwork technique where it's using um, pranayama and the science of free diving breath holds. Just really centering our body every morning. We do that for about 15, 20 minutes. And I've been loving Dr. Joe Dispenza. So Dr. Joe Dispenza is my new obsession for meditation. Yes. And then, yeah, he's, he's, I, I got stuck with my meditation. I was feeling like I wasn't growing and I've been diving deep into his work and really, really loving that. And then, of course, doing some sort of movement, whether that's yoga, Pilates. If it's not a class, I try and just do like some sort of sequence at home just to get my blood flowing. And then I can feel like I'm centered and getting ready for my day. Otherwise, I feel like if I don't do that, my day starts off a little disjointed. Go back to this breath work. What is that all about? This free diving technique? Oh, yes. Yes, I know. It's a lot. Um, so my uh, breathwork mentor, his name is Roto Escalante, and he is based out of Tulum, Mexico. And he is a free diver. So what he does is he takes free diving, the science of breath holds, and he's combined it with pranayama 
So his breathwork methodology is called alchemy, and it focuses on CO2 expansion and musical composition to dive deeper um, into different states of awareness. All right. Tell me so what. Tell, it's amazing. Tell me what free diving is. Is he diving off cliffs? Is he diving underwater? What's he doing? Diving. Yeah. So diving, free diving is where you are diving and holding your breath underwater. So he does a lot of his stuff in caves. Um, and my husband studies with him where he goes into different cenotes or caves and they will go from one side of the snow to the cave to the other at different altitudes. Free diving means you're not going with an oxygen tank. So you have to be in a very deep meditative state and be able to hold your breath and not freak out, right? Because as you freak out, and you, you know, you'll swallow water. So it's a very, very interesting process. I do not free dive. Um, I take his process of rewiring your nervous system and, you know, navigating your mind on land. But I have been, we, through his, um, some of his journeys, he'll teach you how to use that practice and you just go underwater and he'll teach you how to use the methodology um, to connect to your breath. Right. It's, it's pretty amazing. So when you did some of this practice this morning, what did that look like? So it starts, he has a program that, that we follow, and it starts a lot with different basic techniques, you know, breathing in for four, holding for four, breathing out for four, um, some breath of fire, you know, breathing into your belly, breathing out through your nose, and then the breath holds, which is based on the bandhas. And so the bandhas are the root locks. So just breathing in, and there's three bandhas that he uses where you're breathing your belly out, breathing your chest, you're holding at the top, and you're slowly breathing out. And, you know, and you're basically going through his banda exercise. So it's three bandhas. Um, it's difficult to kind of explain. It's better to show. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's really beautiful. The bandhas are the, are the locks or the holds that redirect the flow of prana, right? Mm -hmm. Your life force energy to certain parts of your body. So learning how to kind of use the breath and the hold, what I have found is that it really helps you to open up your meditation and open up your, your penal gland. Beautiful. Because once you can really get centered in the hold without fear, you allow the fear to rise and you surrender into it. Mm. And from that, from that surrender, you're really able to open up a, a deeper state of expansiveness. Expansiveness is really what I found. And then just working through the bandhas and the breath holds and the different types of techniques that he shares. So, so that sounds like that's a very successful uh, breath work and meditation start of your day. Now, outside of this uh, private practice that you do for your own self in the morning, what is the Divine Lifestyles Collective? Yes, yes. So the Divine Lifestyle Collective is a global wellness community of seekers. And we are bringing together lots of different wellness practitioners from all over the world because our goal is to make health and healing accessible to everyone. So we're doing that by providing our um, participants with wellness resources, intentional tools, weekly educational workshops, 
and access to all the amazing healers and practitioners in our community. You know, I have found over the years that I've been doing this work that not everyone can afford to come to a retreat. Let's say the next one I'm having is in Mexico. Not everyone can afford to come to my monthly gatherings, but it's a lot easier for people to meet virtually. And we're providing this space online where we can make it affordable. You know, working with someone, as you know, being your Reiki practitioner yourself, it's very hard um, for people to be able to come consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, because a session can be a couple hundred dollars. So we're trying to, um, we're, we're, we're forming a container online where people can access these amazing healers and practitioners for a discounted price. Beautiful. Now, tell us about your upcoming retreats and events. Upcoming retreat. Uh, so, yes, just got back into New York, and I'll be starting my monthly gatherings at my home in Mayapak, um, and that'll be starting up next month. So we'll be having different medicine circles as well as breath work and sound journeys. I've been doing day-long retreats, um, so I'm not sure if we'll be doing day-longs, but definitely um, like four to six hours long. And we have our next international retreat, which is coming up in fall, and that is going to be in Tulum, Mexico. Oh, yes. I'm super excited. I just don't have the date released for the mm-hmm. fall um, retreat just yet. That is coming. So if anyone is interested, they can just hop on over to my IG, which is at Tara Magowski or at Divine Lifestyles, or head over to my website and join my mailing list, which is divinelifestyles.com. And then they'll be uh, join the, the mailing list, and then I'll be able to let them know as soon as the dates are released. All right. Anything else our listeners need to know? Oh, here. Healing is a journey. Take it one day at a time. Tara Magalski, DivineLifestyles.com. I actually met Tara a few years back at one of our retreats that we did in Ossining at the Mariondale Retreat Center, and we became fast friends immediately. So I'm very happy to support her work and spread the news of Divine Lifestyles. And don't you just love that story of what she calls a download when she was at a very dark moment and not knowing what to do next and sort of asked the universe, you know... What am I doing here? And Divine Lifestyles popped into her mind, and she knew it was a launching pad for all these things to come. It's one of those things where you find yourself following it. Like, okay, I'll do this. And you just step out in faith, and one thing follows the next. It is a little bit similar as to how Let It Shine was born, the foundation that gathers love and gives it away. I was on Facebook on one of our groups, a circle of women or a circle of prayer. I think it was a circle of prayer. And someone was posting that their daughter uh, was getting out of a marriage and had to flee the house with three kids and absolutely nothing else. So she was asking for a prayerful support and someone wrote, we can do more. And just reading that, we can do more. Let It Shine was born. And I said out loud to my husband, I'm going to start a nonprofit. He said, go ahead, honey. He was watching sports. It's the best time to shout out anything. He'll just say, sure. And I went over to LegalZoom and I started Let It Shine as a nonprofit. The name came to me. All of it just came to me in a minute. And I had complete faith, like, sure, I'm going to do this. And now, like Tara is following her divine lifestyle platform that keeps unfolding. Same with Let It Shine. I serve it. I don't tell it what to do. It tells me what to do. And I'm very, very happy with that arrangement. 
We have a few things coming up I want to tell you about on Mother's Day, Sunday, May 14th. Let It Shine will be hosting a pop-up market on the river. It's from 10 to 2 on the river in Verplank. We're going to have lots of beautiful vendors and lots of free gifts for mom. And Bhakti Wellness is presenting a sound healing and meditation for everybody. So just come sit under the big tree and Pritambani Kar will bring her crystal bowls and put on a lovely free Mother's Day meditation that's on the river in Verplank. And then our Sunday markets start up for real the first Sunday in June. I believe that's June 4th, and they continue right through October 29th. And another exciting thing Let It Shine is doing this summer, June through August, we're hosting a market outside the Cortland train station on Thursdays. And we have these wonderful fresh markets for two reasons. To get fresh food to people and have them enjoy that in the outdoors. And also funds generated support the Let It Shine food pantry. Retreats, we got a couple of those too. July will be at Graymore, Graymore Spiritual Life Center. That's in Garrison, New York. And then in August, we'll be back at Marriondale. Looking over the Hudson River at the Marriondale Retreat Center. And while I'm sharing news, I can let you know that I'm also doing coaching and things of that nature on a platform called Heal.me. Heal.me. Lots of different practitioners there, and I am one of them. You can even jump on and schedule a session for free. So just search for Casey, K-A-C-E-Y, at Heal.me. And one of the things I'm super busy with right now is offering free support around other people's public speaking. Yes, I know public speaking is not a favorite thing to do for many, many people, and I am not a huge fan of it either. But over the years, I found lots of tips and lots of tricks, and I'd love to share all of this with you and help coach you if you or someone you know has to get up and speak in public. I think I can help make that a little easier for you and maybe even enjoyable and you can sign up for a free session at heal.me i hope to see you there and you know what i'll just give you one tip on public speaking right now that has served me well it's not about you it's not about you when you get up to speak or share a message it's all about the message and it's all about how the people in the room are receiving the message it's not about you That takes a little pressure off. So whether you're thinking about learning a new language or a new code, as our first guest, Dr. Marianne, spoke of in her book, The Power of Language, or if you're thinking of taking up a breath practice or a meditation practice or a visualization practice, this little show is here to support and encourage all the good things you want to do. I'm Casey. I hope you'll join me at caseysplace.com. Our thought for the day is from Mark Twain, who said, 20 years from now, you'll be more disappointed by the things you didn't do than by the ones you did do. So throw off the bow lines, sail away from the safe harbor, catch the trade winds in your sail, explore, dream, discover. Shine on. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show, with new episodes every week. It's your time to shine on.